All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. I am your host, Asia Abstin, and I want you to go get a notebook because we about to get into it today. Um, I'd like to welcome Tommy Powers to the show, aka Tommy Traffic. And just the fact that they call you Tommy Traffic makes me excited because As a digital business owner, traffic is the name of the game. That is how I make my money. Tommy is the god of YouTube ads. Welcome to the show, my man. That's what's up. Appreciate it. Welcome. I'm so thrilled to have you. I'm so thrilled to have you. You have no idea. You've been in the digital ad game for like 15 years, which is insane. Um, It feels like the internet ain't even been around 15 years. I feel like a dinosaur for real. (laughs) Right. Like, how is that even possible that you've been running ads online for so long, let alone that you've spent over a hundred million dollars on ads? Like when it's time to make ads, you're the guy to talk to. That's why I had to have you. I mean, I think it's, you know, I come from uh, humble beginnings and always, you know, been that hustler mentality. So um, you know, it started out as a hustle. I turned it into a business, but you know, business is what it is. Things change. The landscape changed so many times. And I just made it my business. Uh, when I quit hustling, I made it my business to be ahead of the curve on this stuff, to outsmart them, you know, if you will, at their own, at their own game It's like, okay, y'all change it. Okay. I'm gonna figure out how to freak that. You know change what I mean? With and it. I'm just going to, and so I just, you know, they just, <laughs> That's just kind of my mentality, right? So I just made it my business. And, you know, here we are 15 years later, still in the game, still. But what were you doing before? Nobody starts in digital ads. What did you do? What was the background of the Tommy Power story? Well, well, I I dabbled in a lot of things. Like I said, hustler mentality. I made money doing all kinds of stuff. But I graduated uh, with a business degree. I started out as a computer engineering major. Uh, I was in the NASA Space Grant Program, which is an oh. interesting whole other conversation. Oh, but, you uh, smart, smart, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, excuse like, me. Like, like, no, but for real, like, I always had kind of like, like, I could move in the street, even though I wasn't like no thug, ain't no thug and nothing like that, but like, yeah. I could move in the street. But then I can, in the classroom, I can run circles around people too. So I, I knew that at a young age, like, you know, not to like, you know, and my family Box used to tell me, in. well, you know, my family used to tell me too, but like, I knew I was very intelligent at a young age because I would just excel at every, well, not everything like, like, uh, like, like, you know, like English, wise, you had literature, okay. no, but like math and physics, chem- okay. like that kind of stuff. I used to like eat their lunch with that. You know what I mean? It was like nothing to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I knew I was, it, it was so easy for me yet so difficult for so many other people. I kind of learned that at a very young age. My teachers would tell me, you know, you're really gifted and all this kind of stuff. So you had um, to take advantage of that. But how did you go from, okay, so you book smart, NASA program. What was the first gig that led you into ads? That's, the ads is like 2007. So I'm, I'm, I'm old, by the way, like, I graduated oh. college in 99, right? So Ooh, for the 99 and the 2000. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, I probably, it took me a year longer than it needed to be. I, I graduated high school in 94. I graduated college in 99, but I went, I didn't get into the ads until 07. 
But okay. in between that, I dabbled with eBay and I made money like on eBay and different things like that. So I had dabbled around, but I ended up changing my major from engineering to business because I always wanted to have my own business, but I flunked out of the NASA program and I needed to figure myself out. So after college, I got into management and that's kind of what I started doing. Then I got married, had a baby, you know, my first child was born, my son was born in 2002. So that's when I had to like grow up. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Once that kid shows up, the games are over. So, you know, but I had a grand plan. Like I'm going to work this corporate job and I'm going to put myself in position because I still wanted to be an entrepreneur. 2005, I started my first company. Mm -hmm. So, but it wasn't until 2007, I had congestive heart failure. And that put me in a position where they was like, yo, you don't need to go back to management. You know, you've been looking at two years, you're going to need a heart transplant, you know, insert, check, 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 you know, just all that kind of stuff. And I felt like my back was up against the wall. I made $5,000 to my name in 2007 and my wife was holding it down and I felt less than a man. You know, Mm -hmm. I felt like my job is to provide, you know, I knew I had dabbled with the Internet. Um, you know, I had made money, like I knew the internet was the wave. And so that just kind of forced me to say, all right, I really need to get with the program with this. And I got real serious about it. And I tried everything under the sun Mm. and the, the affiliate marketing I found first, then I found traffic because I was doing affiliate marketing and I was making a couple sales here and now doing different crazy stuff. But like, um, somebody introduced me on a forum. The guy was like, yo, you should get a Google account. I was like, he's like, if you want to get traffic consistent, you know, just pay for it. And I was like, okay, you know, I so can do that. I signed into Google. And, and that was the light bulb moment. Like the moment I signed in, I was like, I like this. First, after I set up my first campaign, maybe like a week later, I log in and I see the numbers and stats and graphs and charts. And now I was like, oh, I'm about to, cr- I'm about to crush this. Yeah. I told my wife, I was like, I'm about to destroy, like, I'm telling you, our life about to change. My wife was like, whatever, right? Right, because she holding it down and paying the bills, and you talking about our life about to change because of the internet. That's right, insane. then I'm spending, I'm spending, like, our last, we maybe had, like, five grand in the bank. I spent, like, $3,000 before I got a sale, which was 33 bucks. And then I went back to my wife. I'm like, I told you, I'm about to... And she was like, okay, but these ain't receipts, babe. You spent 3,000 and we made 33. The math wasn't math. She was like, yo, this dude, I, I think he, I think he done lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Like, I can imagine <laughs> with a new baby, she's holding it yeah. down. You risking everything on the internet, which was not what it is today. I yeah. could imagine, you know, any woman being freaked out by that. Little did she know that that was the beginning of the rest of your life. I knew. You knew, but shit. remember engineering, right? Mm-hmm. I'm about to reverse engineer. I just need to see it work. Right. Once and I know I how tell. it works, I'm going to reverse engineer it and then I'm going to replicate that. Over and over. I knew that, you know what I mean? But she, you know, and so, uh, but long story short, I made my first sale with affiliate marketing and probably within four months, I was probably doing about 40, about 40, 50K a month. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. And 40K yeah. a month in 2005 is a bad. No, that's, that's 2000. We're talking 2008 now. We're talking still, about eight now. That's a but nice still, yeah. bag, but listen, especially from home. 
2007, I made five grand. Mm. 2008, I made like 300. Mm. Come on, somebody. The power of sticking to it, of learning your craft, of diving in, of not uh, taking a failure and pivoting instead, taking a failure, digging deeper into it, learning more. I love that. We don't give up on Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. So I am here for that. Now, before we get too much, too uh, too much information before we get too deep into the tea. I need a cocktail because I know you're going to blow my mind. So how do we kick it off? What is the get drunk cocktail of the week? What do you sip on when you're celebrating, you know, a crazy ad campaign? Yeah, I don't, I don't make them at home, but I drink this strawberry basil lemonade. Oh, you're a fancy friend. This place called South City Kitchen. Like when I go there, I drink like five of them things in a row. They already know what time you want. I drink them until I know I probably shouldn't have no more of these. (laughs) You know, and I can't be driving if I'm drinking, because if I'm driving, because a lot of times me and my wife will be together and I'm driving most of the time. She be the one drinking five of, and I can Period. make it. Like, That's the point of having a husband. That's the point. Yeah, you That's know what I mean? I'd be like, no, your head drive. Uh-oh. I don't you know, know if we can. You good. We cursed on this show. You good. Because <laughs> I was about to say, I'm I'm a, a, I got a potty mouth. No, Sam, I'm, I'm a whole Your head driving tonight. I'm about yes. to turn up on Oh, we going to take an Uber. Lemonade. Okay, what kind of liquor is it in? Probably vodka. It's vodka. It's vodka. Yeah, it's like a, it's like vodka, lemon, strawberry. That's like a strawberry basil syrup. That they oh, make. You vibing. Y'all vibing out there in Georgia. Man, okay. I'm telling you, listen, you come to Atlanta, go to South City Kitchen. <laughs> get, tell you now. We're going to tag them in the episode so they know this the vibe. thing is off the chain, man. Like, I be. I love it. Even when I go with my friends, like, I know, like, there's one couple we go out a lot with. Sometimes they'll, uh, the husband, Derek, he'll tell them, like, hey, just go and bring, like, uh, bring a picture. Bring a picture. Yeah, yeah. Bring yeah. two rounds of each of that. You know what I mean? Just right out of the gate. Get the party started. Yes. Yep. I love that. I love that. I love a celebration cocktail. And I knew that we were gonna need one to get this episode started because this YouTube ads thing. Listen, let me tell you something. First of all, I am Facebook ads illiterate. Um, I have giving it my all Facebook and I we just beef you know how you said your brain likes those numbers mine does not so I am super duper excited about talking about YouTube ads because maybe my brain can get it together on this platform so my first question for you is YouTube is a monster but many people only see it as a video platform and not a search engine which that's really what it is why do you feel like people are missing out on that opportunity of YouTube just being the search engine that it is? I don't know, man. It's one of those things. You know, I think there are people who are killing it on YouTube, obviously. But when you got when you start talking about the advertising, there are people that are killing it. Like it's two billion um, users per month on YouTube. A lot of creators are, are, are making life changing. But on the ad side, it just seemed like I don't know. I just think people feel like they are, you know, uh, they're just, they're just uh, intimidated by it for whatever reason. Like, you know, it's one of them things. Like, I I don't really know. Yeah. I think I'm definitely in that category. I think that Facebook has abused me so much with Facebook ads (laughs) that I am, uh, we're gun shy. So many of us 
are gun shy because we have learned our lesson from Facebook ads manager. So we like, we don't, we definitely don't want to deal with YouTube. So I think that's happening and we're missing out on a lot of money and a lot of opportunity, right? A lot of traffic. I mean, more people probably do like YouTube, um, probably has more inventory than Facebook because people spend more time there. Facebook might have more active users, but if you look at the numbers around how much time people spend on the platform, it's on YouTube. YouTube is probably number one if I had to, and I don't have these numbers in front of me, but I remember searching for these numbers. I can't find them, but I believe um, YouTube probably has more time spent Oh, but As that makes whole. perfect sense. That makes yeah. perfect sense because people are spending the time watching videos. Okay, got that. So what is the difference between running ads on YouTube, running ads on Facebook, or like running ads on Google? Huge. Um, behavior, yes. right? Behavior. If someone's searching Google, um, psychologically, they're already in a, in a state of mind and you can tap into that based on that behavior. People, you know, Facebook is like the water cooler. You know what I mean? People go to Facebook to like, what do you go to Facebook? You don't go searching. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not hunting for content or you're not trying to solve a problem per se when you go to Facebook, but like on YouTube, 70% of the searches. And by the way, like you mentioned, YouTube is the second, you mentioned it being a huge uh, search engine. It's the second behind Google. So it's billions of people searching YouTube every month. Um, 70% of searches start with how to. So people are going there searching how to insert whatever, right? Whereas on Facebook, that's not what the behavior is. So you just have to understand the behavior. So it's a huge difference in terms of the type of behavior and how you advertise to people. A lot of, you know, Facebook ads, you know, you're trying to stop the scroll, you know, with a YouTube ad, you're trying to stop the skip. You know, and then, um, you know, with like a Google ad, for example, you know, you're just trying to capture, you're trying to capture the attention based on, you know, somebody's already in a particular, particular place. So you just have to understand the behavior of each traffic source and understand the mindset that someone's in to be able to effectively, uh, you know, get their attention and then move them to where you want them to go. Mm, That makes so much sense. Just even that breakdown is such a good explanation because, Somebody on Google, like you said, they already know what they're looking for or they want to be looking for something. They're in the zone to look for something versus on Facebook. They're trying to see what their parents are up to and their best friends and their homegirls and what's happening on the shade room. So I could see how early in before we even get to a buyer's journey early in the, the lead process, the mindset of the lead makes so much you know, sense in that space and such a big difference. Like, yep. just why is nobody explaining this to us? Hold on. Like, I mean, think I about like, Instagram, right? It's the same. Do you, are you searching for stuff when you go to Instagram? No. You search a lot? I search a lot because I'm a business owner, but am I just chill vibes? No, not at all. I want to see what my friends are up to. You're scrolling, you're looking at, you know, seeing what catch your eye, you stop, you look at it. You know what I mean? That's but like, I don't go there to look for specific things. Not at all. Yeah, right. that sounds like it would make a huge difference. Okay. Platform, you can make a crap ton of money off of that, but you just have to understand the mindset and the behavior behind so that, it. You know, fix fix your whole everything around that. You want it to be congruent to to them and to 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 transition them into you know where you want them to be to nurture them. 
I love it. Nurture is the name of the game. If we are brand new, if we've never run an ad for our business, is there one we should start on or one that we should definitely not start on? Or does it just depend on what our goals are? I think if you can't sell your product, you shouldn't be running ads. Um, oh, tell them mm. one more time, Tommy, from, from the top. No, nah, just straight up. <laughs> like, I'm a straight shooter. I don't sugarcoat. I'm just saying, like, now look, if you like affiliate Ooh, I'm marketing. I'm dead, y'all. I'm dead. He calling y'all out. Oh, get into it. Get into I'm it. I'm just saying, like, affiliate marketing, for example, like, you got to be willing to spend money to test. And you're probably not going to make any while you're learning. You know what right. I mean? But if you have a business and you sell a product or a service, I believe you should one-on-one -on -one communicate with people to make sure that you can actually have something people want. Because if you can't do that, when you run the ad, it ain't gonna convert. You know, right. you gotta have something that people want. You gotta know how to communicate what you have to people so that um, they can buy from you. And that is in essence all advertising is, it's just, uh, salesmanship, uh, you know, through ads. Uh, uh, they call it uh, uh, Ogilvy. I think it might have be David Ogilvy. So I'm going like way back. But I think he calls it salesmanship in print mm. when he was talking about like print and stuff like that. Where the internet is the same thing. It's just you're doing sales, but you're just doing it through this other medium instead of, you know, I'm selling you face. a car one on one. or I'm selling you some knives and I'm demonstrating it in front of you. I could just do all of that through this other medium. But in essence, it's the same thing and the same strategies work in sales, work in this medium. You just got to modify it somewhat. So if you can't have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody and you get them to give you money for what it is you're selling, the ad's probably going to fail. Ooh, First of all, let me say something. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Because I preach organic marketing all day long. If you can't have a conversation, if you can't go live on Instagram, if you can't do it through blogs and social media and all those like closer touch points, running ads don't really help you because in my mind, ads amplify what's already working in real life. Their, their, their job is not to work for you. They just give you a bigger platform or maybe make Bingo. it faster for you, but they only work on the things that you've already tested in real life. Yep. A hundred percent. Now, look, I don't you, be can, making this up. <laughs> you can, you can improve what you have through ads, but you just need to understand that, you know, you're testing and you're learning. If you're learning with your ads, learning how to be better, learning how to improve your message, learning how to increase your conversion, like that costs, you know, right. and there's nothing wrong with that. I call it buying data. What I love about it is I can spend money and immediately I can get feedback and data that can tell me how far I am from where I want to be versus, you know, where, where I, where I am versus where I want to be. Right. And, and I can use that information to make improvements, you know? So, you know, that I do love it for that. And if you have the capital and you have the, the time or you have, you know, the resources to apply it that way, then absolutely, go you should <laughs> right. absolutely go for that. But, you just got to have realistic expect expectations when you go into it, you know? And a lot of people just be like, hear the people talking about, oh, you know, turn the ads on, you're going to be 10, 20,000 a month, blah, 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 blah. And it's just not that easy. It's just not. 
And this is the, the God of the ads telling y'all it ain't that easy. See, it's not just me. Okay, let's say we did have our organic game together yeah. and we know what works. What but platform should we start with? Wherever you getting your organic traffic from. Okay. You already have proven um, that you can convert organically. Mm-hmm. Where are you getting your or- sales? If you don't know, you're doing all this organic stuff and you don't know then your first order of business is going to your analytics and figure out, or if you don't have analytics, you need to get it set up so that you exactly. can figure out all of this stuff that I'm putting out here. Where am I getting the most, um, where am I getting the most, uh, you know, conversions or what, what effort is giving me the most, you know, results. And then that's where you want to go start spending money because you've already proven on, you have some data to prove this, organic mark method works already it only Let's makes sense to leverage that. the data you already have to go a step further rather than ignoring that and starting from scratch somewhere i love that i love that okay yep. so there are four different types of youtube ads right like how do we know which one is best for us like the, the click stay on and click or st- you have to watch the whole video or what, how do we even know what type of YouTube ads that we should Yeah, there's, there's a lot of YouTube. There's a lot of different YouTube oh, ads. there's a lot of different types of ads. Sheesh. There are. Um, I only focus on primarily two. Okay, what's um, the top two? Video discovery and in-stream okay. skippable. Uh, so those are the skippable. Maybe that's what I'm like, thinking, skippable ads. About yeah. to watch a video, the ad come on, you wait five seconds to skip, right? Okay. Uh, and then the video discovery would be, uh, if you ever watching a video on YouTube, for example, one of them would be, uh, I'm watching videos, you got the recommended column down the right-hand side. Sometimes you see a little ad sitting up, up top of those recommended ones. Those are called discovery. Those are, okay. when you click that ad, it will take you to a YouTube video, mm-hmm. you know, in order to keep you on the platform. If you see an in-stream ad that you don't skip, if you click the call to action buttons or anything around that, It'll take you to a landing page. So it really just kind of depends on your business model. Uh, but, you know, majority of people now are running in-stream, skippable. Um, those work extremely well. Discovery ads work. I mean, uh, your video discovery ads work very well. Also, it's just a bit of a different strategy. It's really more like amplifying content and then allowing that people to engage with that content and then using that content to then push them into your funnel or, or whatever, however you generate revenue. So it sounds just like an extra step, right? Or like an extra place to put some no like, and trust factor before you move them yeah, to the landing page? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can call it an extra step. I just look at it more like a, a nurturing, you know what I mean? Top of funnel, like somebody that never heard of you before, like you just mentioned, before they give you money, they need to know like and trust you. So, you know, content is a way to do that. You can mm-hmm. put something in front of them that's not, focused on getting, you know, it's like uh, we call it like a lot of people want to um, run an ad and, and, and score on the first date. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't going to court the girl a little right. bit. Warm it up. Dang, can we go for drinks? Jesus you just want to take her out and, you know, right out the gate. You That's know how these saying? men are, Tommy. It's rough out here. So you marry you. But I mean, I bet you these dudes' failure rates are very, very high. Sky high. 100% losing every Which time. Which is fine. But that just, <laughs> that's a lot of energy. You know what I mean? That's that's, that's too much to me. So, you know, but, uh, you know, if you want to increase your success rate, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to nurture, you know, and, uh, you know, content, 
I guess you got you can call it extra step, but uh, even with our landing pages, a lot of times it's not always about sending them immediately to buy. Right. Sometimes um, landing pages can be designed um, just to kind of introduce certain aspects of your business so you can remarket to people to then get them to convert. Because sometimes it takes, you know, you don't know who I am to be getting some type of introduction to then giving them, you know, an opportunity to buy after you establish your messaging or you establish some component of around what it is you're selling so that people can understand why. And then you can take them into why you want to buy, like why it matters, then why you want to buy. So it's a lot of kind of strategies to it, but, but, um, but that's, you know, probably a good way to explain it. I agree with that a hundred percent. There are so many steps and it takes people seven times to see you and your content before they buy from you. So it ain't no rush. Take your time. You're not going to score on the first day. Let's not waste all that energy. Let's warm them up. And that's how you build better relationships with your customers. That's how you get larger customer lifetime value. It's just a win, win, win. We are in this for the long game. We are not playing the short game, y'all. Okay, I got another question for you. What is the formula? Or like, is there an outline for a successful YouTube ad? Is there something that we should be doing or, or not doing? Are there any trigger words we should mention? What does... I've never run a YouTube ad before. What give me like a two or three things that I should be sure to do? I mean, it's a basic formula, a hook message call to action. Okay. Um, there's levels in each of those pieces, but um, the basic simple formula, you know, hook message call to action is basically, you know, with a hook, um, you're trying to get their attention, right? Like they about to skip your ad. You know what I'm saying? Like, why should they not skip? That's what a hook is. It's like, why should I not skip? And a lot of times that is also relevant to who you're showing the ad to, right? Because I can have a hook that converts like mad crazy when I put it in front of one audience and it fails miserably if I put it in another audience, right? Mm. So um, so that's important, you know, understanding who you're advertising to, to develop a hook to try to get them to be like, okay, let me see what this is about. I'm not going to skip it. And then your message is what's got to really draw them in and engage them, keep them paying attention. Uh, also, you know, psychological aspects that you're embedding in there because you're trying to kind of, you know, it's persuasive, persuasion, you know what I mean? You're keeping them hooked, but you're also persuading them along the way and you're- To do something. Yeah, eventually you want to give them that call to action. Hey, go click here and go do X, Y, Z, right? So your message got to transition them in between the call to action and getting their attention, you know, to keep them enough to give them that call to action for them to go do the thing you want them to do. So um, pretty simple, pretty basic. Um, okay, so what I'm thinking is, right, I teach Instagram marketing. Instagram is my right. platform, it's bad. Yep. So yep. the way you just explained that sounds like exactly what I teach my Instagram students. So your content and the first line of your caption is the hook. And yeah. then we break down our message within our caption and then we give them a call to action and tell them to click the link in our bio or reshare this or whatever. So that just blew my mind how similar that same setup is exactly what I teach my Instagram students. So y'all already know how to do this because I've already it's taught you this. It's just modifying it in a different format, you know? Um, and I tell people all the time, like study like the vloggers and people like that, like people who have these shows like these, uh, they're almost like little reality shows, if you will, that on YouTube is like, you know, how do they keep people paying attention to them? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, 
Um, those are like the little subtle aspects of it. But um, yeah, you got the basic formula already. You just got to convert it into this different format. ad format. It's just a different format of the same thing. It's even like with Facebook ads. Um, I tell people all the time, people come to me and they, they're killing it on Facebook. The YouTube is just, they, they're just yelling. And what I always notice is two things. One, they run in, you know, 200 creatives on Facebook and they run in two on YouTube. So that go the first problem. You're, right. not, you're not running enough creative, right? And then the second problem is the messaging for what they're pushing to the audience they're hitting on Facebook is some completely different stuff. And I'm like, you already got 200 creatives running that are working. All you're doing is just taking that creative and converting it into this other format. But the key difference with Facebook and YouTube is uh, with Facebook, the post area and the image or video and all of that other stuff is all encompassing of your creative, right? Whereas with, with YouTube, you only have the video. So like, what are you doing to stop the scroll? Probably the same kind of concept that you can do to stop the skip. And then people be like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> you know, it's just like you already got messages that are working. If you're targeting the same people, you just got to modify them to this. And it's really not that difficult when you really understand it like that. So it's the same thing like you mentioned with Instagram. You just got a different animal. Uh, you just need to understand how to convert that from that framework and on that platform to make that same concept work on this platform. And it's not a huge difference. It's real slight since you already got the formula. So we want cohesion between what yes. we're doing on Facebook and Instagram, or excuse me, Facebook and YouTube, but we want it to just be formatted so it makes more sense on that platform. It needs to feel cohesive to the viewer. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Not just because you think it's congruent or cohesive. Right. <laughs> the viewer needs to feel that way. Like, how are they feeling? And I tell people this all the time, and it's a simple thing. It's like, step into their shoes. Imagine you being on the other side of it. How does that make you, you know what I mean? Like, don't think about, like, the idea of YouTube is to give people what they want to watch. Same thing with TV. Same thing with any type of video or um, medium, that type of visual medium, movies. If folks don't, like, if they think it's an ad, they're not going to watch it. Nobody likes watching ads. You right. know what I'm saying? But people love watching to be sold and content and TV shows and all of these other things, right? Just you got to try to flip it around and like, how do I give people something that they want to watch? Make it watchable. And you know, that's so simple. That seems like that don't even need to be said, but that was just an aha for me. Like, damn, I didn't even think about making it look like something they would want to watch. Oh, my mind is blown, y'all. I hope you are writing yeah. all this down. Tommy is giving us the tea. You know, I only bring the best. Oh, yeah. I get rich or get drunk trying. I mean, this entire episode has been a get rich tip because I know I'm about to implement all of this. But do you have a get rich tip for the people? How can we get our financial house in order, business or personal? Hey, I learned this from a guy who's a wealth manager. Um, oh. I was in a mastermind. I dropped a lot of bread to be in like 25 grand. And yes. uh this guy that was in there was a wealth manager and uh, he was sitting next to me. And the only reason why I knew he was, up, he was some, obviously he paid 25 grand to be in the room. Like I did, but he had a, uh, he had on a, uh, uh, protect Philippe. He had a okay. protect 
Too much. I'm a watch guy. Yeah, right? yeah I'm a watch sauce. guy. I like it. Some people call it paddock. Yeah. You, know I mean? well, yeah. you had it right it. the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I call it a protect. So I knew like, you know what I mean? Like I could tell because it was like super unassuming. Like if you didn't know what a protect was, you, you would never know. It was a fake You know, a little Walmart, a little yeah. something. You know what I mean? But I knew what it was. So we ended up striking up a conversation and talking. And one thing he told me that <clears throat> to stop doing, he said, never buy something that you can borrow the money cheaper. Mm, okay. Right? Tell me more. So for example, if you want to buy a car and it's a hundred bands, and you got it. And but his thing is like, will your hundred thousand make you more than what it'll cost you to borrow it? You should never you shouldn't spend that. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you can borrow the money for two percent and your hundred going to make you five percent, you borrow the money. He said, my clients never break this rule, period. Mm -hmm. Now, if you get if your money can't make you that for whatever reason. That's then different. Two things, right? Spend the money. He was like, but the second part is you probably need a financial advisor because more than likely you can borrow money about 99.9% .9 of the time, unless your credit is horrible or something like that. You can borrow money for less than what your money can make, mm. you know? And so I've always, uh, Stuck I've that. always remembered that. Yeah. I always, and I've, I've been applying that, you know what I mean? Uh, it's been, it's been, it's been really helpful. It's been lucrative. I love it. We love a wealth yeah. advisor. We love a paddock. We love we're we're here for those vibes. Clearly on this show, we don't we don't do it humble. We don't like it low key. We like it big. So that I love a twenty five thousand dollar piece of advice. Y'all don't have to tap into the mastermind. I brought Tommy to bring it to you. Like to <laughs> no excuses. Okay, so tell me about this is one of my favorite subjects because this is how I make my money on Instagram. Okay audience targeting okay yes. i know facebook can get crazy specific with audience targeting does youtube have the same like scenario yeah so many great ways to target people um i got a lot of favorites but probably the best one working now is custom audience mm. so imagine this someone's on google and they're searching very specific keywords you can group those, you can take those keywords, whether it's a handful of them or a big list of them, however you want to do it, and you can create what's called a custom audience. And now those same people that were searching when they were on Google, very specifically, you can show them an ad when they're on YouTube, it worked like gangbusters. I mean, it's sick. And this is a unique to YouTube okay? because Google owns YouTube. So Google owns the Google search and they own YouTube and you cannot get this feature on any other platform outside of Google ads. I'm shook. The nature of Google search and owning YouTube. It's, 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 it's an amazing, it really is amazing. It really is. This too much. <laughs> I love it. As you can see, the whistles and the bells are going off because I have so many keywords that I have that I use for my brand, for my dropshipping classes. And I can just pop them into YouTube. Yes, ma'am. YouTube is going to already Especially show them. So drop shipping, yes. you might be selling products they already searching for that get a lot of search volume. Oh, yeah, that'd probably be Kate. We love to see. All right, dropshipping students. That'll be Kate. You, you hear it. 
You hear it. You heard it here first. I love that. I love audience targeting. It just makes life so much easier. Like we don't have to reinvent the wheel, y'all. Just show the thing to the people who already want it. It just has to be. It's not that hard. I tell people this every day. And just the fact that YouTube is owned by Google and they're already talking to each other 24 seven and you have the same data set. Like that's everywhere. That That sounds like the place to start. Crazy. I mean, like placements is amazing as well. So you can get like very no, Facebook. No, YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, placement targeting is what it's called. So you can get very specific videos. Um, you can get videos about a very specific topic and you can show your ad on that video. So one of the strategies that we do is we'll just go find like a ton of like, you know, if I got like Instagram marketing strategies, right. Or like, you know, drop shipping courses, you know, like how to do drop shipping. Mm-hmm. I can go find like all of the videos on YouTube about how to do drop shipping. And I can show my ad in front of those videos, those specific videos. It's called video placements. You can also do placements with channels. Okay. So if you wanted to target a specific channel, you can grab the URL of that channel. And basically anybody's watching there. any content on that channel, you can show your ad to them as well. So these are these are these are really great strategies. I mean, the downside I, I feel like with placement targeting is just scalability. Okay, because so there are only me, so many channels. I mean, well, no, not so much. It's just more of a. Um, I just think it's a limiting. Most of the time, there's only like a couple of videos on a channel that actually convert. You know, anyway. So um, I just think it's more of a limiting, it's just a reach limiter is kind of the way I would explain so it. should a person um, be doing both? Should they be doing placements and the traditional strategy or just one or the other since that one has a limit? No, well, it depends on your budget. Okay. You know what I mean, if you're talking get about- get rich or get drunk trying, they got money. They got money. Box, don't worry I about mean, it. But how much? You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't have Tommy money, but they got a couple I'm of just saying, we got clients right now spending 15, 17,000 a day. That's you know cool. I mean? that's insane. That's, that's insane. That's you know what I mean? So that's why I'm mixing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can okay, go well, all let the me way. Scale things back a little bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> just what I'm saying. Let's find a let's find a uh, a lane to get a happy in. medium. I'm, I'm I'm swerving and all of big body. I'm big body Benz. Not all seventeen the racks a day. All right, y'all. I don't I don't talk myself into a corner. Now I didn't mean seventeen. That well, I was thinking you know more. I mean? Yeah. Let me let me uh let's scale what it back. I'm saying like I, I mean. I know people got bread. I ain't, I ain't friend. I'm just saying, like, it really is that when you get to spending like that, you're yeah. kind of hitting, you're hitting all of them. And not even all of them, because some, some um, targeting options have crazy scalability. For example, we have a keyword campaign where we can do uh, a campaign based on keywords. Usually we, we group them together. We usually don't do like, we used to do this where we have like 200 keywords in there, but over time, I found like the algorithm, like they like you to kind of like group them together, right? So maybe there's, I don't know, nine keywords in there and they all are very, very relevant, right? Like long tails of, of the same thing, if you will. Um, and that campaign spends almost $3,000 a day by itself mm-hmm. because of the keyword, the amount of content relevant to that keyword on the platform. There's a lot of places that they can show that, you know what I mean? Versus if I do a placement, I'm limiting the algorithm delivery because I'm not giving it the freedom to go find the places. Got it. I'm telling it only go here. When I do a keyword, though, 
I'm giving it more freedom to say, find content relevant to this and then go show that. And the more, the bigger, the more content around those topics, the more volume that you can get, right? So it's really kind of, you know, more like that. It's not always that we're hitting every single strategy. It kind of just depends really on, on what's working, you know, what's working, you know, but like certain ones, like keywords is a scalable mm. uh, thing. Keywords are, are probably we love that word. We love scale. We love nurture. Yeah. yeah those <laughs> are some of my bigger campaign keyword um, uh, interest. Um, uh, it's called. Um, I can't even think of the name. Interest, like interest targeting. I call it interest targeting, but. There's a there's a specific name that it's called. If you were to go look for this, um, it's a specific name, but it's basically like Google knows all of this data about you and they group you into these interest buckets based on, you know, your behavior. Right. And then, you know, so they got like a lot of these There's probably hundreds, if not thousands of these things. But but those work really well. But usually those are really scalable. There's something else called affinity uh, affinity um, as well, where. Um, they just know like you have an affinity for hip hop music, right? Mm-hmm. Or you have affinity for, um, you know, uh, men's, uh, what is it, like women's new women's media fans. Mm-hmm. Typically these are people who watch a lot of like gossip blogs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So they got like all of these other things. They got topics. There's a lot of different, like we could be on here forever trying to go through like all of them. But I would implore people who haven't really done it yet. I would stick to placements. I would stick to um, custom audiences. Uh, those will probably be the predominant. Oh, and then remarketing, obviously. So if you're already getting traffic and you're not remarketing people on YouTube, an easy thing for you to do is start building your, your audience on YouTube, getting your pixels set up so that your audience is built so that you can show ads to people again when they're on YouTube you know, if you're already getting traffic like that's to me, if you get an organic traffic and you're not buying ads yet, remarketing should be the first thing that you should do. If you're already getting traffic, you're already making sales. That's always step one anyway. Right. Mm. If you're running Facebook ads already or Instagram or whatever, and you want to get into YouTube, you already spending money getting traffic. The, the first step you want to take is remarketing. Anyway, you want to go ahead and start there anyway. So. I love it. You got to put yourself in front of people multiple times. One time is not enough. Retarget those people over and over and over. I have my um shout out to Abu, my homeboy Abu. He will Abu. stop. Yes, he will stalk you. Yes, because he is you, but for Facebook. Yes. He will stalk you on the internet. Like you can open your phone, your grandma's phone, your homeboy's phone. You're gonna omnipresence. You're yes, you're going to get that ad water is wet and you're gonna get a abu ad so he is a big fan and that's why he makes the money he makes shout out to him um y'all know i got y'all covered i got facebook we got youtube i'm gonna find somebody for google don't you worry about it just take notes okay i got another question for you sure how do we know if our ads are performing well like what is besides sales like what are the like data points or are there specific key indicators that we should be looking for Conversion actions and Google Analytics. So, um, you know, everybody might not be using, but it, Google Analytics plays very well with Google um, ads. Um, and so with Google Analytics, 
If you're doing e-commerce, for example, drop y'all shipping. better be using Google Analytics. Everybody, you if you Google listen Analytics, to this show, you better have Google Analytics. But yeah, yeah carry on. E-commerce tracking, it's a must right? have. It's a must have. Yeah. All you got to do is connect your Google Analytics and your Google One Ad time. account together, and it'll it'll show you it'll show you everything you need to know. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're not using Google Analytics, then you want to use Google Conversion Actions, which are basically it's not exactly like Facebook's Pixel, but it's in essence. You just have to put a conversion action at every point of a conversion that you want to track so that you'll be able to see like, okay, if I'm running, let's say a webinar funnel, I know that I got when somebody registers, I got when somebody maybe hit my, 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 my sales page and when somebody purchases, right. And I can track all three of those actions so that I can see how many, how much of my ads are actually getting people to register, how many of my ads are actually getting people to my sales page. And then how many of those people are actually buying. And then I can see that breakdown, you know, and that that's kind of like the simplest way to explain it. But if you are using Google Analytics, e-commerce tracking, it's too easy. You literally just got to connect Google Ads and Google Analytics together if you already got that set up. If you don't have that set up and you're doing like Shopify or something like that, you need to do Google Analytics and set up the e-commerce tracking and then just connect it with Google and you you set. I mean, pretty go. much good after that. You know? I love it. Yes, my entire audience is on Shopify. They know better. That's the only platform we rock with. Y'all already know that. Come on now. You're not just hearing it from me. You're getting it from the bosses of the game. Don't come to me on Big Cartel and WooCommerce. I can't help y'all. Now, um, they be mad, but uh, I'm, am I right or am I right? Hey. <laughs> I, I I have Shopify stock and been here. So Period. Yep. It has yep. been going crazy too. My going, thank God. Thank God. Shout out to Shopify. Y'all need Shout to give me Shopify a deal. All that. <laughs> um, so are YouTube ads for all types of businesses Absolutely. and products and services? Oh, well, all right. Well, it is. If you sell it something and ain't right. on YouTube. Yes, I mean, look, I don't care if you got a florist shop and you'll, you know, Little local, local neighborhood, neighborhood. like yep, because you can advertise that granular. You can go into Google and, and YouTube and say, "Hey, only show my ad in a one mile radius or in this zip code or in this." You know what I mean? Like you can do all of that stuff. So I, I, I really believe that YouTube, really, you know, any business that a working business, right? Like at the end of the day, like if you got a business that works, um, you can advertise on YouTube thousand percent. Mm, well, y'all heard it. That was it. Okay, I don't have nothing to add. Um, okay, my last question for you is, do you have to be a YouTuber to run ads? Because I am no. not a YouTuber and I don't want to be a YouTuber. But no. do I need to have that implemented before I become, you know, a part of the YouTube ads ecosystem? No, you don't. But I will tell you in the next two years, I think if you don't have a presence on YouTube, you're probably not going to be very successful as an advertiser. And that's just, you know, as of right now, today, as we're making this recording, no, you just create a channel and the channel is only to create it for you to upload your video somewhere that you then set your ads up with. That's really the only reason why they make you have a channel. Most of our videos that we run, they're unlisted, right? We upload them, we set them to unlisted. And then when we go to create our campaigns, they're going to ask you for the YouTube URL of the video they want you to uh, want you want them to show. 
when your ad is running, right? Mm -hmm. That's your video ad. That's really all you need a channel for. And you really can just do that. But I think, and I think that that won't go away. I just, I just believe in the next two years, I think uh, having a presence on YouTube is going to matter more than anything. Um, Yeah. That hurts my feelings because I don't want to be a YouTuber, but I don't, I. Well, it's not about being a YouTuber. You know what I mean? It's like, even this podcast, we're recording the podcast, the one that I, I heard on Apple. I only heard it. I didn't even know you did the video. But I don't. I don't them? use it. No, I only use the audio. You be publishing them on YouTube. I right? don't want to be. Uh, Tommy, they're up there, but like I don't want my face. So why are like we doing the video then? Because it makes a better conversation. Okay. I'm a pro. I'm not new with this. I can't argue. Exactly. You gonna have to give me the tea off the show, but I don't want to do it. I, I mean, do but it. I mean, you want to reach. You want to spread your message. Exactly. And I don't want my money to be limited. It ain't like you got to do something dramatically different than what you're doing already. You know what I mean? But hey, I feel you. I don't want to do it either. I'm just starting to promote um, published content on my channel. I believe so strongly that if you don't have a presence on YouTube in the next two to two years, three years, that I'm publishing content, starting to publish content on my channel. Yeah. You you came out the woodwork. I'm, I just, I like, I gotta, I can't, I gotta practice what I preach. Like, right. if you I can't really tell believe us that, to do it and then you ain't doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you make you all the money. So we gotta believe it. God damn. So I gotta get with the program, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm I think I got a two year head start on it. And I've been, I've been at this since 2012. I bought my first YouTube ad in 2012. And I've been on it ever since. Yeah. Uh, and I've been right. I'm like on the, probably, this is probably the fourth chain big shift that's going to happen i think we're in the midst of it as we speak with the privacy and all of this stuff going on i think we're in the midst of this next big shift i've already been right three times before i saw the shift before it happened got in front of it yeah and that's how you wind up winning yeah you know what i mean this is the next big shift that i think is coming so i'm just getting out in front of it and i'm all right so that i can't be telling you this is what you need to be doing. And, and you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to walk it like we talk it. All right, y'all. You heard it here talk. first. We doing all these YouTube ads and we need to have a presence, including myself. I need to show up more on YouTube. But you already know it's Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. It's up there. You know how to find me. Okay. The people need a Get Rich Read of the Week. Don't yeah. give me a NASA level book, please, Jesus. Give me <laughs> a normal book to help me get my life together. What should we be reading? I think this is pretty normal. It's called The Big Leap. Okay, uh, I've heard of it. That book, uh, Game Changer for me. The thing that I learned in that book was the genius zone. Mm. Um, and I actually created an exercise from that. Um, and basically the way it goes is that um, you have things you love and things you hate. You have things that you're good at, strong at, and things that you're weak at. And you're basically just going to have a quadrant, uh, four quadrants. And on one axis, you're going to have strong and weak. And one on axis, you're going to have love and hate. And all of the things that you love that you're strong at is your genius zone. And all of the things that you hate that you're terrible at is the stuff you don't need to be doing. Period. Out- Period. Out- Get them out- off your plate. Out- it's been a game changer for me. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. I fully yep. agree. I tell my students the same thing. Uh, you guys know, I can't remember the episode, but we had Tatiana O'Hara on. 
She called it a task analysis. Bottom yeah. line, the things that are in that quadrant that you do not like to do, that you are not good at, that is where you start. Group those things into categories, outsource it, fiber it, upwork it, hire your homeboy, oh. do something, but take them away from you. And then eventually what you want to do is get to the quadrant where you're only doing the things that you like to do and you are good at and you have paid people to do all the rest because that's how you get to the bag and make your life the best quality it can be because you're not stuck doing tasks you ain't even good at. Yep. It's the it's the it's the unlock the next level for me. It unlocked the next level for me. Um, I love it. That's made yeah. the big leap and doing big. that task analysis. A hundred percent agree. Tommy, whew, I'm overwhelmed. I need to go lay my head down because I already knew that this was going to be a problem. But now I'm thinking about keywords and hooks and I got to go get my YouTube life together today. I want a piece of the pie. Right. I mean, action. Right. Action, you know? period. Implementation. And, 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 and we just scratching the surface, you know. I can we only imagine. Yeah, there's, levels there's so to many it, levels. So does that mean you're going to come back and do another episode with us at some I mean, other oh, point? We can. You know what okay. I mean? Y'all heard it's it here level. first. And level. if he don't show up in the next year, make sure you get in his DMs nah, and tell him about it. One thing you're going to know about me, I do what I say y'all going to do. Because if I ain't going to do it, I'm going to tell you I ain't going to do it. I love it. Okay. If, do it, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. If I ain't going to do it, I ain't going to lie to you and be like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then fuck <laughs> you. I'm going to be like, nah. No, nah, it's not for me. I'm good. I love it. I'm I'm good, love and joy. I love it so much. I am all in the show notes. You guys will be able to find all the ways you can get in touch with Tommy, with his company, with everything he got going on. But is there any way that they should specifically find you? Are you going to drop a book on us? Because we need all 15 years. Should we just watch your YouTube channel? What should we do? How can we get in touch with Tommy Powers? I mean, right now, Tommy Traffic, you know, my website, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all Tommy Traffic, uh, Tommy with the IE. Um, yeah, my, my main next, you know, six to 12 months is really focused on my YouTube channel, building that out. Um, yeah, you know, maybe a book is in the works at some point, maybe one day. Um, you know, just put myself out a little bit more and sharing a little bit more of the knowledge and expertise I've gained and some of the cool stuff that I'm doing. So, um, but I would say, yeah, my YouTube channel is going to be my, my main focus here in the next you know, six months or so outside of my agency, really, because like the agency is what pay the bills. And that's that's why all the money coming from majority of what right. we do is doing the work, you know, running the ads. Uh, we got some pretty big clients that spend a ton of money. Listen, you already told me 17,000 a day. That's when I knew I wasn't the yeah, best. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, you know, we, we we do pretty well in that in that in that arena. So I'm still very much you know, day to day, you know, agency wise, but I'm definitely looking to, to level up, you know, my, my own personal brand. So, um, and more than anything, to be honest with the YouTube channel, I just want to prove what I believe, you know, mm. so that I can go and tell people like, I told y'all <laughs> not even that. Right. It's just like, I don't know. I just like, I don't listen to people who don't talk the talk, you know, they don't walk the walk that they talk. You know what I mean? Right. Like if I, if I sniff out that you, Talking it, but you ain't walking it. Now we got a problem, right? Dunzo, agreed. And um, you know, so I I'm gonna take it up on myself to prove because I'm kind of doing some of these things with clients already, but you know, we don't have the freedom to really do it fully the way we want because the clients didn't hire us 
for that. They hired us for yeah. ads. And I believe that, um, you know, organic channel building and ads actually are going to go hand in hand. Um, and so why, you know, I just like, well, I'm just going to use me. I'm going right. to use myself. And I'm going to, there's other channels that I want to build and things like that too. Other, other um, shows that I want to produce. Because that's kind of where I really want to go from a media buyer to more like an executive producer, mm. um, you know, content producer. I because, love it. Look, like I pay money to get in front of people's audiences because they could put out stuff that folks want to watch. Mm -hmm. That's what I do, right? It just occurred to me like two years ago. I'm like, why don't Maybe I, I should put out the stuff they want to watch, right? That people want to watch and then I just advertise on my own stuff. You see how we be having the simplest little light bulb moments, even though you've done the thing for 15 years, you finally was like, huh, I wonder if I should cut out the middleman and just be the, yeah. But yeah. sometimes it takes a trigger point in your life for that, right? So for me, 2017, probably, maybe like late 2017, see, I used to run a lot of YouTube ads, but we didn't do creative. We didn't make videos and produce them and edit them. And we didn't do any of that. And I started getting into that because I kept running into clients that were wanting to work with us, but it's like they needed help with their videos. They needed scripts. Right. They needed editing. The they needed the all package. these things. And mm -hmm. I kept leaving money on the table. And I was like, that after about the, fifth or the sixth person that I feel like I probably lost probably like a couple hundred grand off of, I'm like, nah, I ain't that doing ain't that no work. more. I'm going to figure that out. Right. That's what took me down that path. So, you know, by 2019, you know, about two years ago, after having done that for about a year and a half, I'm like, we're producing, we're doing content production. We just are doing it for ads, but it's the same process. Mm. Once I understood that it's the same process, it's like, it go time. well, why don't I just do that? Because I already know how to do it now. I'd have spent the last year and a half, almost two years, perfecting how to do this. And this is the same thing. It just made too much sense to me. So I, I needed it. that trigger moment in my life to get there because I would have probably never been in the mindset to think that way had I not started producing video creative, you know, and making videos to make my ads work better. I probably would have never got into that mindset. Well, take that lesson, folks. You can make something in-house. You eventually don't have to outsource. If you are a master at something and there's a middleman, figure out how you can cut out the middleman and put it all under your umbrella. Build a team to help you do it. We're not doing everything by ourselves no more. Those days are over. Tommy, you have been fantastic. Thank you so much. I know the streets are full of notes after what they learned from you today. Yeah. Um, guys, all of his info will be in the show notes. I promise you. And he said he'll be coming back for another episode, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a man on the word. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Thank you, Tommy. Say goodbye to the people. All right, people. Go, go apply some of whatever I said. Like, I, I love to hear people say, hey, I heard you say X, Y, Z, and I did it, and this is what happened for me. Period. Because you know, at the end of the day, information without application is... Dead. Faith without works, all of it. Dead, y'all. Get into it. Love it. All right, y'all. We'll catch you on next week's episode of Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. Peace.